0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same-game parlay to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. winnbet Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is December 1st here to talk about some MLB news and notes and get caught up on the American League. I know uh, Dylan and Mal did the National League, but me and my co-host Noah Bienick are going to handle the American League. Noah, what's going on, my man?
1: Nothing too crazy baseball-wise, Munaf, but I think both of you have our hands full with some basketball, and uh, my football passion has been extended based on my team's play so far in the Michigan Wolverines, so uh, how about yourself?
0: Yeah, um, NBA's been uh, keeping me busy, of course, and we're also... Uh, doing the NFL uh, gambling podcast as well, so both I know, and then I know Malcolm is doing the World Cup, so yeah. things didn't really slow down for any of us. Uh, as soon <laughs> as MLB thing. was over, staying in repetition, yeah. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, uh, Mal and Dylan did the National League review of the awards and some offseason moves that have happened. Uh, So far this offseason in the Major League Baseball. So Noah and I, we'll talk about the American League awards here, and then we'll. And hey, we
1: specialize on the American League. You're Boston and Astros fan. I'm a Tigers diehard, but you know, uh, yeah, we we separated it pretty well, I think.
0: Yep. Um, So let's just get into the awards here, Noah. Uh, We'll start from maybe top to bottom, or, or we'll just randomly go through it, but. Uh, Let's start here with – let's start with the uh, manager of the year. I thought this was going to be an intriguing award for sure. And obviously Terry Francona of the Cleveland Guardians took home that award. Um, The Cleveland Guardians, I know we were talking about betting on the Chicago White Sox to kind of wind down the season thinking they had a chance after all the Tony La Russa news happened. Oh, I was –
1: I was drunk on the socks all year long, though. So I'll I'll exclude myself from that conversation.
0: (laughs) And then the Guardians eventually pulled away um, um, in that division. Uh, They finished up with a record of ninety-two and seventy. I think deservedly so. uh, Terry Francona for what he was able to do with that team Um, got that award. I think this is his third third one, right yeah third time in 10 seasons off top of the head baby yeah there you go for (laughs) terry francona uh to win the award there uh any objections on that one uh noah
1: no i think the job that he did with the roster and the situation that he was given and we talked about it a lot at the end of the year it was kind of just like us eating shit in the final three weeks when Cleveland had wrapped it up, you know, like owning up to, Hey, we bought into the, all the preseason talk of, you know, they're going to trade J Ram. They didn't trade J Ram. They extended them, but still they had an all-star third baseman, mm-hmm. a good starting pitching staff and one of the best bullpens in the majors. And that sounds like a lot, but you're missing eight other position players and a lot of that the success that came from the season i tribute to francona the craziest stat and of course my team's at the forefront of it unfortunately the tigers hit the least amount of home runs in the season this is why i know this off the top of my head i believe the (laughs) guardians hit 127 and it ranked 29th out of 30 teams i mean like the way that the game of baseball is being played nowadays it's long ball and mm-hmm. pitching for strikeouts it's yeah. either like you when you miss we're murdering that baseball and when you were hitting your spots we're swinging and missing that team was one of the few teams in the majors that completely took it the opposite way and they were like we're gonna put the ball on play and make you play good defense to beat us because we know we don't have the pop and i, I attribute that to coaching I, I would not uh i would not um i mean i i wouldn't pick anybody else for that award
0: yeah i i think that you know I, i'll be the first one to admit this and i think this is like the second or third time admitting that i was down on this cleveland guardians team coming into the season right and For a lot of things that you just mentioned there right they didn't have a guys in this lineup that had a lot of pop off of their bat right jose ramirez finished the season with 29 home runs the next guy um for them to hit the most amount of home runs was uh was josh Nyler. he finished the season up with 20 but they had guys that could hit for average on this team and i think we saw that throughout the season right stephen kwan 298 Andres Jimenez, 297. Ahmad Rosario, 283. Jose Ramirez, 280. So they had guys that could get on base, and then that's how they really manufactured their run. So, you know, Tarek Francona is an old-school guy, and he found ways to get it done. So, um, yeah, give them, give him credit. Gets the job done here. I think the Cleveland Guardians, I think they'll be right back in the fold next year here, Noah.
1: Uh. And- yeah, I, I I think so, because as we're going to get into this later in the podcast, you know, the White Sox kind of missed out on their window. Big time. So.
0: Um, all right, so let's get over to the next award in this uh, American League. Uh, let's go over to let's go over to the rookie of the year. Um, this was not really much of a competition here. It was going to Jeremy be- Pena, right? Yeah, we. I mean, look, a lot of us thought, or at least I thought, it was going to be Jeremy Pena, but Julio Rodriguez just came out of nowhere when they did call him up to take home the Rookie uh, of the Year honors. Uh, the Seattle Mariners outfielder, uh, he looked amazing, and for him to come out for the Seattle Mariners, hit twenty-eight home runs. Um, his B WAR was six point F WAR was five point three, OPS eight fifty four, WRC plus. 146 and he had a total of 260 bases he joined mike trout as the only players in the american and national league history with at least 25 home runs 25 stolen bases and at least a 800 ops in their rookie season so i mean i don't
1: i I didn't know you were gonna hand that off to me but i mean dude like dusty even said it too it's the only dominican that uh came out of the university of maine like Mm -hmm. it's a joke one but two it speaks to his dedication to the craft like to go up into an isolated place for college and just Mm -hmm. work on yourself and take the long way because a lot of uh international kids they go straight into the systems and him want wanting to get i i Attributed also to his dad, um, has a uh, baseball background in his family. And just the, I mean, he speaks really well. So they'll learn the language. Yeah. That's a, a very tough part that a lot of people don't even think about. And to get a degree or work for that degree, I, I attribute that as well. But I mean, this kid had to fill big shoes this mm-hmm. year, like Carlos Correo playing the shortstop position. Uh I love the interview that you know you had to see TBS with Carlos Correa working the desk yeah. with them uh, interviewing Jeremy Peña during the postseason yeah. as he helps them win the divisional series. Then he's in the ALCS. He interviews them during like game 5 or no, it was Game 3, and then he wins the MVP in Game 4, then he goes on to win the World Series MVP. I mean, he has
0: the same amount of MVPs as uh, Correa now, right? Correct? As far as World Series MVPs go, yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, for – I think for Jeremy Pena that, unfortunately, he didn't get the – Rookie of the Year honors for the regular season, which I think it's fine.
1: Yeah, I think it's fine too because That's he got awesome. he got a ring and he, yeah. he got the
0: World Series MVP. And I don't think a lot of rookies are able to say that uh, in their time. But as far as Julio Rodriguez goes, look, he gets the uh, American League MVP. Now, this gives a a player for the Seattle Mariners to get excited around uh, for the very foreseeable future. I think they did lock him up to a long term contract. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. It was it was a 13 year deal. Yeah. So uh, for him to be at the top of the lineup for the guy that he can hit for average, he can hit for power. You know, if you're a Mariners fan, this is something really to be excited about. I think they were really hoping uh, Jared Kellenick was also going to be that guy for them. Uh, Noah, but you probably know more about Jared Kalinick trying to be that guy for this team as well. But as far as Julio Rodriguez, I don't, I don't think it was much of a competition for him.
1: Yeah. I think uh, Kellenick really sums up, you know, to Poto's aggressiveness in the market, whether it comes in free agent wise or whether it comes via trade. I mean, he went balls to the wall on this rebuild, and mm-hmm. you throw darts at the dartboard, and some are gonna hit for bullseyes and some are gonna hit for once. That's yeah. that's the way it goes. Yeah. And I'm not saying Kalenic is a one pointer on the dartboard. You get three throws, just like yeah. you get three strikes in baseball. And I mean j-rod completely took over and like you said he's the pulse of the city like that city i think desperately needed just an icon or a figure Mm -hmm. uh no i mean apologize to blake as i'm going to say this he's a host of the fantasy baseball podcast but no presence in the sports world from that city for quite some time yeah and for julio rodriguez to step up and did do what he did in his first year in the pros that's unprecedented and we were talking about this in the discord it's going to be hard to expect that from expect that kind of year from the next a
0: like not even al but nl rookie of the year as well mm-hmm I, I think for yeah, Seattle obviously like they they lost the basketball team a while back to Oklahoma City Thunder and it's really they have the Seahawks who you know coming into the season people thought weren't going to be very good but <laughs> they give them some excitement but I think if yeah you're how about talking I
1: got I got Gino in the last round of our draft and I stacked <laughs> DK and Lockett with value I'm, I'm looking all right with our team <laughs> in our
0: league. Not too bad there. I mean, nobody expected Geno Smith to be looking this good. Uh, I've got all
1: Seahawks, Lions stacked, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, look, for for Seattle, I think they're set up very well for the future. Obviously, they also traded for Luis Castillo in yeah. their pitching rotation. And, and, you know, more importantly, uh, they have guys and that uh, they have a manager as well that, that's very, very competent. I think they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with yeah. uh, in the AL West as well. So and um, guys,
1: we'll get to the later trades, the ones that happen yeah. in
0: the offseason. We're yeah.
1: not forgetting. We're not
0: forgetting. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. So that covers manager of the year and rookie of the year. Obviously. Uh let's get over to Cy Young. I don't think this was gonna be much of a I, I
1: will say this. I, I wanna sure. I wanna plug in Adley. Um amazing year. From that guy and I've been a huge fan of him since college mm-hmm. um one of the best catchers in the league in his rookie year and he will be throughout his career catcher is not a very deep position and the year that he had yeah immediately put him in the top five and immediately has me on like has him on my must draft for
0: fantasy list next year oh yeah 100 percent it, it things changed for the Baltimore Orioles as soon as they call them up no
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that guy, he finished, what, uh, like, 8th in war in general in the AL? Like, they were somewhat throwing him into conversation for fun for MVP. Like, yeah. That's how good of a year he had. So, and he came up in June. Like, June. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout-out. It was J-Rod's award to lose. Mm-hmm. I think he had... The, like, burst on the scene stardom during the home run derby, that's when a lot of people began to really, really indulge in his game. But he continued to elevate his level throughout the second half that, you know, Adley just couldn't catch up to because he didn't play in the first two months. So the yeah. cumulative stats, he didn't catch up to J-Rod, and I completely agree that because he was able to sustain that success throughout the year, mm-hmm. it was J-Rod's award.
0: Yeah, Adley Rushman finished up number 11 as far as war in the American League. Uh, And that was uh, ahead of names like Carlos – sorry, yeah. He finished uh, under Carlos Correa, but he finished above names like Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman. Those were the next four guys. And Which
1: Altuve had a – there was a crazy stat that Altuve had like a
0: better WRC plus this year than in his MVP year. So that's – yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, and also, he mo- finished ahead of uh, Raphael Devers, Corey Seager, just to throw some more names out there. Vladimir. The Durer, entire Tigers Jr. team combined. Yeah, pretty much, because uh, I don't see a Tigers <laughs> name here. At least in the top 50 here, Noah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's get over to Cy Young here. Uh, Noah, I don't think this was much of a... Uh, I guess competition we can say with um, Justin Verlanders just taking it home the, the year that he had yeah. for the Houston Astros and also the narrative was there for him as it well was. right coming yeah. off of the jo- uh, Tommy John surgery finished up the year 18 and four uh, 1.75 ERA pitched 175 innings. Only allowed 34 earned runs, 185 strikeouts, had a war of 5.9. Now, that wasn't the highest war in, uh, I believe, in the American League. But just his pure numbers for him to get 18 wins, which was the most in the American League. And also, um, I'm sorry, uh, also, uh, let's see here, uh, strikeouts he finished. Just speaking to you, I know
1: we didn't write down any of the bets that like, we missed or hit with these player props in yeah. general, but just speaking to you, I believe you sprinkled on all three of the nominees for the AL Cy Young at some point this year. Yeah. Because um, we as a group J- rode JV at like plus 450 at All-Star break. And it we took did. two weeks for him to become a minus favorite. I want to say I had Dylan Cease. I think you did. Or strikeouts. We did on on. JV. Oh, yeah. You had him for strikeouts. I know you had Alec Manoa as your preseason pick. Yeah, uh, I did. But I know you added JV with me and Mal at Mm -hmm. half uh, all-star break. And I want to say
0: you sprinkled on C somewhere in between as well. (laughs) Yeah, and I think think it was either Sean or Ryan when I did the preseason show with them before the season that one of those guys did take Justin Verlander at 25 to one before the season started. So um, yeah, I think that was a pretty good, I think this was a, a, I love betting on Cy Young's before the season. I don't know what (laughs) it is, Noah, but it's just a really fun market to attack. uh, I love the pitcher market in general.
1: I think I did well. I had both saves leaders uh, at, at the end of the, at the end of the year. So I had, I think it was Kenley and then uh, whoever else was giving Kenley a run. I had him as well. And I hit like a 20 to one on that. But yeah, I mean like throughout the year, I feel like that was the market that really, I was able to pick up and do really well.
0: Mm-hmm. at, And that's, yeah. that's for sure. So yeah, hundred uh, percent good stuff. Um, anything else for Cy Young? Uh, I, so I mean
1: in a normal year, I think both these guys end up winning it. Like Dylan Cease, it was crazy that he was even robbed of an all-star game yeah, appearance.
0: That's crazy.
1: Um he finished with a 220 ERA yeah. and 184 innings. Um he had nine more innings than Verlander. Verlander was 18 and 4 mm-hmm. uh with a 175 ERA. Mm-hmm. And bouncing back from Tommy John. It's hard to beat. Um yeah. Alec Manoa, who you know, you had a future on i'm now a fan of him because yeah. also in the all-star game really showed his personality as well mm-hmm. uh just gleaming through the televisions in america yeah um so all three of those guys were really likable throughout the year because they i mean manoa with the presence on the mound cease with the amazing strikeout numbers and verlander because of the narrative it was it was a really cool al Cy Young. To watch throughout the year yeah and i'm glad that we were on the side that like it was a legendary seasonal performance that we were able to tail and get correct
0: yeah 100 um all right and then final award in the american league the mvp i mean this was no competition here. I uh, know uh, Aaron Judge runs away with this award uh, in uh, 2020 for American League MVP. Finishes his year with 62 home runs, I believe. Yeah, 62 home runs, 131 RBIs. He batted uh, 311 for the New York Yankees. Uh, finished up with a war of 10.6. The next closest player in the American League was Andres Jimenez at 7.2. So and I think we saw this throughout the year too, Noah. Like when Aaron Judge wasn't hitting, this team wasn't doing very well. And he did have spells where he was going to go cold, but we couldn't expect a guy like Aaron Judge to go out and hit two for four every single night with two home runs and six RBIs. I mean, that's just really impossible to do. But when he was on – uh, he was, you know, pretty much the offense for the New York Yankees. And look, no way he ran away with the American League MVP. So I'm not, not going to argue it here much. I mean, any argument for Aaron, I don't think there's one to be made.
1: Uh, Well, I'll, I'll give you props for accepting it. Okay, uh, That Aaron <laughs> Judge, I, I guess, pulled away in your eyes. My whole thing is like the whole war stat is dumb um, in general. Yeah. And when you have a dude that's doing it both on the mound and at the plate, and it only counts as a DH, and you're not counting his stuff on the mound, mm-hmm. when he had a streak of seven games in a row where the Angels lost four or five games, and they won a game when he was on the mound. And now I'm referring to, if you live under a rock, Shohei Otani, yeah, but... It was for me like I was preaching Otani. I had a seasonal future on him for AL MVP. I thought it was a slam dunk unless some dude goes out and hits a home run record, which is what Aaron Judge did and what we all didn't expect because he had never stayed healthy for a full 162. Mm -hmm. And he even had somewhat of a little bit of a, a hiccup in the middle of the year with he was out for like two weeks and we still doubted him. And Malcolm and I placed a Jordan bet at yeah. all-star break. That one blew up in our face. I was still hesitant to accept it until about three weeks before the season ended when it was like, okay, this guy's actually got a chance to go out and chase Maris's record. Then he, then he slumps. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I mean like, uh when is when is Roger Maris's son going to not have to watch Yankees baseball games again? <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean yeah, and he was it, it was a good year to pick Judge because at, at this point, if Judge didn't win it, then Otani's a shoe in each year. So now I get to go in and get plus odds for Otani next year. Because he will win AL MVP, in my opinion, next year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Otani. Look, I think – no, it it probably has to be an automatic bet every single year, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. Like, I mean, just for whatever – like, what he's able to do, both pitching and hitting, uh, it's just amazing to watch uh, what he's able to do. So, yeah, I think that – you know, you probably gotta put in a automatic bet on Otani every single year. But look, give credit to Aaron Judge for what we he are. was able to do this year. And yeah, I mean yeah. I mean, I no arguments from me, no arguments from anyone on Auropod about him. Props, props to you for accepting it as a Red Sox fan. That's yeah, what you know, I mean. It was, look, it was legit. It was legit. It was. Yeah. Look, <laughs> despite him playing in a little was he, league. Was he park, unanimous? Did he get thirty out of thirty? I I mean I would imagine he did right i, I don't see I that in front of him me i'll um, look it up you can continue on your thought yeah i, th- I think it's it, it was really between him and otani and I, yeah i, I think he
1: i don't actually think... he got 28 of 30. okay yeah <laughs>
0: close enough close enough yeah. 28
1: to 2 but um
0: yeah uh all right so that pretty much does it for the awards mvp cy young rookie manager of the year uh the hank aaron awards went to also aaron judge in the american league and then paul goldschmidt the mvp in the national league um and then the robert uh, roberto clemente award uh justin turner uh uh, for the uh los angeles los angeles dodgers i'm sorry and now free agent justin turner but uh, before we get into some free agency stuff and some other news and notes in the American League here, uh, Noah, let me tell our listeners about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. And if you're thinking of joining WinBet, and if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. We're going to get involved in the same game parlay. WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet one hundred to win 100. There's so much to choose from it. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. dot sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. uh, Let's see here, Noah. Where do we want to go with some free agency stuff? Um, I think we'll start with the first one that kind of made headways here. It was the Angels trading for Hunter Renfro uh, from the Milwaukee Brewers and adding another bat in that lineup uh, for the Los Angeles Dodge. Sorry, for the Los Angeles Angels. I'm sorry. Um, and look, Hunter Renfro last year had a really good year for the Milwaukee Brewers. And he's a guy that can get you 25 to 20, 25 to 30 home runs on a given year. Last year, he finished up the season batting 255. Uh, he finished up with 29 home runs, 72 RBIs, had an OPS of, eight, um, I'm sorry, oh, 807. The previous year, he was with the Red Sox. He finished up that year with 31 home runs, 96 RBI, So, no, this kind of gives the Angels another bat in their lineup um, right behind, obviously, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. But what did you think about the move here about uh, Hunter Renfro from Milwaukee to the Angels? You said the first
1: one that, I don't know, would you say, jumps off the page or caught our attention?
0: I think it was the first... Trade that happened, um, in the offseason was i was okay. trying to say. It, okay. it caught my eye for sure because we're baseball junkies, but maybe for the casual fan, maybe not.
1: There was plenty before, that's all I've got. That's all okay. I'm gonna jet, r- res- maybe that's all here, I remember but- right now. <laughs> okay, um, Hunter Renfro, you know, I don't know what Milwaukee's doing, like, they send away their best bopper, like, literally. The dude that hit the most home runs for him last season, I think. Yes, Hunter God, Renfro. Uh, they they get three pitchers in return for him. Now I'm not doubting Milwaukee's um, front office and acquiring in <laughs> acquiring talent because you know their pitching staff has been pretty dang good over the past few years, but not a single name jumps off the page in my opinion. Um, and we talked about this in the Discord and. This is literally the Angels literally went out and got the right field Mike Trout 0.5. Like he looks (laughs) sort of like Mike Trout. (laughs) He plays great defense like Mike Trout. He hits for power like Mike Trout. Mm -hmm. He has a better arm than Trout in right field, but he hits for less contact. So, in that case, I mean, you throw him in the top five of your batting lineup that already kind of looks underrated on paper for how bad they played last year. Yeah. Uh, you have Taylor Ward who flew under the radar mm-hmm. batting fourth, your cleanup guy, which is I think where Renfro is going to go and Ward's probably going to bat five or two now. Um, I, I think it goes, if, if you want to keep Otani at one, you go Otani, and I think you go Ward. Then I think you go trout. Then you go Renfro. And then, uh, actually, I forgot Fletch. So I would put Fletch
0: at the top of the Fletch has
1: no, well, they went Otani at one. Yeah, that's true. So Otani, Fletch, like you can't put Trouty behind Fletch. So you got to go Otani. No, you can't have Trout after three, though. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a good
0: problem to have then. It is a great
1: problem to have. I mean, this is Renfro is a great acquisition for the angels um the other acquisitions that the angels made before them actually to make this thing like this lineup even more like kind of under the radar i'm going to keep saying that because i think a lot of people are going to end up jumping back onto the angels bag and bandwagon once again Mm -hmm. come march um so if you want a piece of the angels jump in on them around this time because they grabbed Tyler Anderson Uh, Dodgers uh, top. Like he was a top three, top four pitcher on the Dodgers starting rotation. Um, But on this angels rotation, he turns into the number two behind Otani. You don't like, they didn't even pay him to be the number two. They paid him to be the number three or four. They Mm -hmm. gave him three or they gave him 39 for three. Yeah. Uh, 178.2 innings pitched last year. With a 278 year array, he'll be a midweek starter. uh, Excuse me, I excuse my my college baseball brain. He's going to be a third or fourth starter, not a midweek starter. (laughs) He's a good lefty to have to take Mm -hmm. a shot on because he did perform well. But you have to keep in your mind, like, that's the Dodgers pitching staff that molded this dude. So you have Tyler Anderson that you got early in. November. Mm -hmm. Then they had under the radar trade as well with the twins for Gio Urshela. Yep. He's either going to play third because he can't rely on Anthony Rendon to stay healthy. Or he plays short and you move Velasquez the second and Fletch goes to the outfield or Velasquez goes to the outfield. Fletch stays at second, but either those guys are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Um, but if Rendon can stay healthy, you don't have to have a pure contact hitter in your lineup like Velazquez with not much pop or Fletcher with not much pop. And you have them as a defensive replacement for Geo. Yeah. It's, it works out really well if Rendon stays healthy, which I'm not relying on him too, but this trade indicates to me that, you know, the ship has somewhat sailed on Rendon's health. Um, the dude, even when never playing, like if he like enters the season healthy, he's a top 10 third baseman. So yeah. I, I think this angel squad looks much better on paper. And if you like them, get on it, get in on them now, because, they're only going to continue to improve that pitching staff, and it's a brand new front office. They got rid of a lot of those pe- uh, a lot of those uh, guys in the front office. New regime, new thought process. They're building it. They're trying to build the pitching up. Like the pitching's coming, but they're being very aggressive in some of these acquisitions for sure.
0: Yeah, Tyler Anderson last year for the Dodgers led that team in innings pitched. Uh, he led that team. Um, which says something when they pull their pitchers after five or six innings. Yeah, 178 and two-thirds innings pitched last year. Uh, he finished up with an ERA of 2.57, uh, did Tyler Anderson, and now he heads over to the Angels, who, again, gives them a solid number two, number three guy, number three guy, like you mentioned there. And you know, this was something I talked about for the past two off seasons for the Los Angeles Angels, that they need to get more pitching into uh, this team obviously you're relying a lot on Otani you have now Patrick Sandoval you have Reed Detmers you have Jose Suarez and now you add Tyler Anderson into that fold I, I think that's that that's pretty formidable for uh, this Angels team um, and who knows if they're even able to go out and maybe get another ace right up there with Otani I think that would really put this Angels team over the top here uh, Noah um, anything else for this Angels team where I know Tyler Anderson Heron, and Renfrew.
1: Uh, no, I, I think we covered that Angels team pretty well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think they've made a lot of noise here. They were definitely the most active so far in November. Yeah. Um, maybe not the most exciting, though.
0: Yeah. And I think there was just little pieces of what they just kind of needed to put together for this roster because, again, you don't, you have arguably the two best players in the entire MLB. Uh, on your roster with Otani and Mike Trout. And when those guys stay healthy, you need, a, you need to take advantage of this. And I, I think that they're starting to make the right moves uh, to improve the pitching uh, and the overall roster for them to compete in that AL West where you have the defending World Series champions. You have the Seattle Mariners who started building their contendership over the past two off seasons. Uh, but, yeah, the Angels got to do something as well. Yeah. Um, What else do we have in the American League? The big, I think the news a couple days ago as well, Astros signing Jose Abreu, the former AL MVP of the 2020 shortened season.
1: Yeah, don't that, bury this lead. You knew you wanted to start off with this, and you went with Hunter <laughs> Renfro. Come on, no,
0: man. I was trying. To, I was trying to go in order, but obviously, it is big news. I knew we were going to talk about it at some point. Jump but,
1: off the page. Come uh, on,
0: this one jumps off the page big time here. I mean, this kind of came out of left field for me. For uh, caught me off guard too. Yeah, it really did. I know there were like, and I follow the local guys here as far as, you know, the guys that covered the Astros and Jose Brave's name was mentioned as a possibility at first base, but I didn't, I didn't really think that it was going to come into fruition for the Astros, but Hey, they signed him to a three year, $58.8 million deal uh, to come in and play first base for the Houston Astros. And that just adds another big bat to this already potent offense here. Noah.
1: Yeah, I mean, first base wasn't the need that jumped off the page, in my opinion, like for no. you to go out and get Jose Abreu. Yeah, it was outfield. You needed one outfielder. Um, but, I mean, what a what a signing. I mean, my first thought when I saw Jose Abreu come across my screen was White Sox. Um, yeah. Second thought was... Holy shit, he's now an Astro. What's going to happen with Yuli Gurriel? He was your glue guy. I mean, he has a lot of postseason experience as well. He was Mm -hmm. the second best performer throughout the entire postseason for you guys. Yeah. I didn't think you guys needed the first baseman, needed outfield more. I already touched on that. But then I thought about it more. I gave it a little bit of thought. We're talking about it in the Discord. We got Blake in it as well with us. Jose Abreu fits the offensive scheme of the Houston Astros more than maybe any other player on the market this season. Dude won a batting title not too long ago. Um he doesn't strike out. He puts like he plays good enough defense. Mm-hmm. He puts the ball in play. He gets on base and has more pop than Yuli. So mm-hmm. Uh you you're the astro guy. Um I guess it's not like a huge loss now that you have a brave, But I mean Yuli is a fun character on the team.
0: What yeah. what happens with Yuli? There's so talks that they want to bring him back in some type of utility role. And whether that's being a bench guy, because I know you and I were kind of going back and forth about his age and stuff like that, and um, <laughs> just joking, in the <laughs> his official date of birth, look, he is 38 years old, right? And, and that's I that's what the like, birth, the birth yeah. certificate says. That was yeah. the joke. So, and, and look, last year he did with the the batting title for this Astros team, 319 last year, he finished up the year with 15 home runs. Um season obviously it was a down year for him there were stretches where he did really struggle uh for this astros team and i knew that at some point that that he was after the season in my mind and i think a lot of true astros fans that follow the team knew that this was probably going to be his last year at first base for the houston astros now We'll see if they do bring him back. Uh, I know he still wants to come back to the Astros, whether that's again in a utility role or, or you know however Dusty Baker sees fit for Yuli. But again, we talked about with this Astros team. Great, you add another uh, offensive guy uh, to the lineup. You get your first baseman uh, in Jose Abreu, but I still think they need an outfielder. Now we don't know if Michael Brantley, Uncle Mike, is going to be back healthy to come in and play either left or right field for this team. And I do I know they do want to play Jordan more in the outfield as well. Uh do the Houston Astros. So I think they still need another left-handed relieving uh, reliever. I think the big question mark now is as the days kind of progress here, it almost seems like that Justin Verlander won't be back with this team here. No, and I know there's some reports out there that it seems like the Dodgers are the front runners right now for Justin Verlander. Maybe his days are over here with the Houston Astros, but um, right now. The excitement is around Jose Abreu, and and if you had a gun to my head, I would probably guess that Justin Verlander is not back with this team.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, You also mentioned left-handed reliever, um, the one-head scratcher. Like I I can understand you're not paying a 40-year-old right-handed starting pitcher uh, 100 for three, but you paid Rafael Montero 34 for three.
0: Yeah. What was that? Uh, he was really good for this team in, in the postseason. I think they got him last year, didn't they? Um, he got
1: burned against the Phillies, I think. I think he was one of the few relievers in the bullpen that yeah. gave up a run, an earned run in the postseason.
0: Yeah. And four uh, for three is a lot for a reliever. A reliever yeah, it is. Um, Not even a closer. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't hate it. I, I think that. This team and the owner already came out and said that, hey, we have the resources to pay our players. If we need to go over the spending, we're going to do it. So I, I think money's not an issue with the owner with Jim Crane. right? And the, yeah, and again, this team doesn't have a general manager right now either. They let James Click go. They couldn't come to a long-term agreement. So they're right now functioning without a GM uh, is this Astros team. So again, it'll be interesting to see what more kind of transpired because they did say they're not done getting more free agents for this team.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think starting pitching is good, but like you said, left-handed reliever outfielder yeah. preferred right-handed batting outfielder. Cause you, right now you would have four left-handed batting outfielders. Um, yeah. uh, three, it would be Chaz is, our... Chaz is right. Right. Yeah. Chaz, yeah, is, Chaz is a right. righty. So it's three, three lefties and then Chaz, which I don't know if Chet, you want Chaz's long-term. Um, but you open the door to the Justin Verlander conversation. Elephant in the room, right? Yeah. Uh, he's expecting an elite veteran contract, you know, funny enough. Scherzer money. Exactly. Funny enough, it's like he's expecting something similar to Scherzer. 100 for three is, I think, what Scherzer got somewhere around in that ballpark. And like I like I said, funny enough, like these two dudes have been like, in emasculating, you know, battle over money for quite some time since he was on, or they were both on the Tigers pitching staff. Yeah. That's the reason why Scherzer became a national is that, I mean, we didn't want to pay both, both dudes. Yeah. And we stuck with the hometown guy, even though Max Scherzer might have been a little bit of a more dominant pitcher. Um, top landing spots for me. You mentioned the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's then houston but it's also then texas he's firmly rooted his family his new new grown family uh both wife in kate upton and and daughter and vivian um in texas so i think he wants houston or texas and then la just for kate because she liked going out there yeah I can stick my tigers back into this, right? Stop it! Stop. <laughs> but uh, another another major market team could be the Mets. It's just like a team that's willing to burn the load on a on a veteran pitcher. Yeah, going out, but you're still he's still coming off a side year. Like you're not going to doubt mm-hmm. that he can go out there and do it again. Yeah. So I mean, for Tom Brady, I mean the goat. Uh, no. Justin Verlander, you know, it's it's I think it's worthy of him to play the market. But I think he I I think I have more faith in him ending up
0: an Astro at the end of this than you do. Yeah, I think he has uh, he does have the bargaining chip that, hey, I'm coming off of Cy Young off of Tommy John surgery. But also the age is obviously a concern that you don't want to give him this significant contract. That. I think he's just playing it
1: to see what he's going to get. Sure, and I think. Yeah. I think. I think Houston or Detroit gets a little bit of a hometown discount if LA or New York is not willing to pay up. Yeah, because he's
0: going to have to get maximum money from LA and or New York, or sorry, or New York, um, because right down here there's no income tax here in in in, in Texas. Where if you go to California, he's going to have to try to get every every penny that he can get out of either the Dodgers or shall we maybe even say the angels to add another arm into that rotation. That would be big. Uh, what else you got on your page there, Noah, anything else that's uh, stuck out to you for us uh, as far as free agent moves so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, I got uh, two more teams that I guess could, we could touch on. Do you want to yeah. go with uh perennial letdown or like new and electric? What, which way do you want to go?
0: uh let's end the show positive so we'll see we'll, we'll we'll go with the lead down right now
1: all right the yankees <laughs> okay the, the regular season world champions oh wait they didn't even they weren't the <laughs> one seed in the al either um so congrats malcolm on that world series but anyways anthony rizzo uh he re-signed and dude he's a perfect match for Mm -hmm. the Yankees. Yeah. Great defensive first baseman, Mm -hmm. short porch God. And like, let's not forget, like this guy was somewhat sort of the home run leader for a quarter of the season. Like dude just hit fly balls that scraped the wall and right during April and may. And it was really, I, I, I remember tweeting out like on the MLB SGPN Twitter handle, Air like Anthony Rizzo for MVP, and like you had the little emoji, like the Italian thing going on with the whole uh New York mantra. But guy finished with 32 home runs, he hit for average, he hit for on base percentage, he was the best OBP hitter on that team that played throughout the year. And it's only gonna rise because the shift is being banned. This is a a pretty much pole hitter, yeah, and like He adjusted his swing so he didn't ground into the, you know, the shortstop playing deep second base play. But, I mean, whether you agree with the play, like, agree with the outlaw or not, like, Rizzo may turn into one of my favorite players to watch because the dude doesn't strike out, and with his average, he's going to rise it. He's going to be a four-tool guy hitting for contact and power, fielding all right, and... An all right arm at first thrown at the third. We've seen the defensive plays before. A four-tool guy in his mid thirties. And yeah. the, the Yankees have him locked up for three or four more years, I think. So yeah, I think it was, I, a, I think it was a great contract. move. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a great move from the Yankees.
0: Yeah, look, I think, yeah, you're right. It's a perfect fit for um Anthony Rizzo on this team, right? It gives you a guy, like you said, left handed pitcher. Sorry, about batter. Uh, he could hit the home runs when it once the weather does warm up there in New York, um, and you know he's a, he's a winner, right? And he was on that team that won that that Cubs uh, World Series after you know so many years. Uh, yeah, he fits this team very well. I think that's a great start to their off season here for the uh, New York Yankees. But again, I think there's you know more obviously the big elephant in the room is about Aaron Judge. Uh, for this uh, team as well so uh, we'll see kind of how things kind of transpire for this new york yankees team and i think they probably still have some more question marks at the shortstop position as well
1: yeah and i think this is your ideal future is you go with you, you have to resign aaron judge mm-hmm. um you i think you resign andrew benatendi too yeah. Uh for the short time that he was with the team, he like they played well. Yeah. Uh he hit for great average, yeah. actually best average on the team if you count his KC days. And then you you start Oswald Peraza at second base. You have DH Glaber. You have Giancarlo like either playing a solid left field, or you have Giancarlo DH in and, and, um glaber's playing third over donaldson and then you go out and get a shortstop or you keep ikf for a little bit and then you at the trade block you get your shortstop
0: yeah then didn't they re-sign the ikf to a one-year deal one-year deal
1: one yeah. year for like six i think yeah. okay i can't remember but uh one more team yeah go ahead that was notable the new and electric and kind of fun to watch but they only scored zero runs in their home ballpark in the playoffs. Uh the Seattle Mariners, they go out and make an interesting move. They they get the dude that put up seven RBIs against them in the divisional series in the wild card series. Yeah. They're like, hey, you burned us, come over here. Let's add a seventh outfielder to the team, right? So <laughs> I mean they traded away Eric Swanson, a dude in the bullpen uh, Eric Swanson. He's like a setup guy. He's going to be one of the better arms in that Blue Jays bullpen. And a, a prospect in Adam Nacco. Uh The trade, I think, is a win-win for both teams. Toronto clears a hefty one-year contract that they thought they couldn't resign, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Resign, I guess. Yeah. Um, they received a leverage bullpen arm that they desperately needed. And the Mariners, they grabbed a better Mitch Haniger to replace Mitch Haniger in the out in a corner outfield spot, Mm -hmm. um, Seattle, they're birthing pitchers. Like Nick Cannon is birthing kids. The only, (laughs) uh, the only need that I think the M's need is a shortstop. You move JP to second and go get a shortstop. There's four of them on the market there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think one of the better fits for them is Dansby Swanson, Um I, I think the only negative for Seattle this offseason, like they've been active. Uh they went out and they they traded Kyle Lewis for a fucking catcher, Cooper Hummel from the Diamondbacks. Yeah. First off, uh why Lewis, like his ceilings pretty high in my opinion. Like he had one bad year and he's coming off of injury. So I, I would personally Give it, cut him a little bit of slack he was the rookie of the year uh they should have traded winker and some cash for whoever they needed yeah. <laughs> winker's winker's kind of just you know dead weight S- sitting over there like acquired him and uh what was what was the trade they acquired him in the offseason for i can't remember off the top winker? Of my head. yeah it was they got somebody else with winker i thought uh, but uh, uh Suarez, either, wasn't it Yes, yeah, yeah they, they got Suarez and Winker yeah. from Cincinnati, and then they mm-hmm. went over and fleeced Cincinnati some more because they knew they got away with it the first time, and they went out and got Luis Castillo. Yeah, uh, at the trade deadline, but you know, back to that the catcher acquisition with Cooper Hummel. Mm-hmm. What happened to the legend of Big Dumper? <laughs> like he was literally like the best bat you had on your team for the postseason, and now yeah. this trade made no sense. Finishing up with Toronto, the Blue Jays, uh, they need pitching still. Uh, they added that setup man and Eric Swanson and a pitching prospect, but I still think they needed a lefty reliever mm. and a starting pitcher, nay, that like is better than say Kukuchi. I think that's that's oh, all yeah. you need. That's all you need because Jose Barrios should be the guy. Kevin Gosman should be the guy. Like, and then you have Stripling and you have three or four good starters there. And Alec Manoa is your ace. Yeah. You have Manoa, and then three or four guys that can get you dubs. Mm -hmm. Just get one starter that's
0: better than Kikuchi. I thought um, Stripling was probably their second-best pitcher all year.
1: I I agree, but I think he was better in the bullpen as kind of like a yeah. leverage guy personally yeah. mm-hmm. johnny came on and said no like he's our second best starting pitcher
0: but well uh, i mean like the, i mean stats wise and what well, we we're like like the eye test and just him winning games and yeah he was the second best pitcher behind Manoa, which kind of tells you that kevin gossman and, and jose Barrios really needed to <laughs> step it up or, or be better in this uh you know going into next year because i think jose Barrios finished up with an era above five yeah i think so yeah um, I'm going to rattle off quickly here some free agents that are still available in uh, the American League. And you just you just one word. Tell Dodgers, me the team that Dodgers, you ended Dodgers. up with. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think I, I only have three names because everybody else. Well, I'll, here, I'll start with Justin Verlander.
1: Dodgers. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying Astros. I, I think I'm more comfortable in saying that he stays home. Okay. Xander Bogarts. What's your comfortability level with like where Boston is? I'm not very confident right now. Xander ends up I know I said Swanson's a perfect fit. Xander ends up in Seattle. Mm, okay. Carlos Correa.
0: Yankees. Ooh, okay. Uh Aaron Judge. Yankees. Okay. That's all I had. I had about four to five names there. That's all you had? At least in the American League, that's all we had. DeGrom.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know he's not American oh. League, but we could cheat.
0: <laughs> where where did Tampa? Well, it was connected to the Tampa Bay Rays. Where did that come from? As if Tampa know. Bay needs more pitching, they need hitting. Yeah, that's, that's facts. What are they doing?
1: They traded G Man Choi. To the Pirates. I, I That's their know. best bet. like, best pop. Uh, not their best bat, but best pop. G-Man I, I Joy. Know. What are the Pirates doing? We don't need it. <laughs> we just got rid of Vogel. Bah.
0: That's why they brought him in as a replacement, Noah. He's going to go out and hit 30 bombs for you guys next year. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else for the American League or anything else you want to mention uh, before we get out of here? Uh,
1: Let's see. I I think I'm I think I'm done.
0: Right. <laughs> I enjoyed this though. I Ji really Man did. Choi really got your uh got has Noah Foster right are now. Why we doing like we
1: had <laughs> we had G, uh Ho Chi Minh or whatever his name was. Uh no, it was Yoshi Sasuda. Yeah, yeah. Like keep him for a dollar. Like that's all you needed to pay him. <laughs> Instead of DFA him and then they bring in the more expensive dude. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh,
0: I I don't know what to tell you. It's frustrating
1: with my two teams because, like, one, the Tigers want to win, but they can't next year. They got too many starters that are still going to be out through the year with arm injuries. Mm -hmm. And the Pirates, like, they looked like they had good management and they're going nowhere with some of these moves. It's like bargain deal moves that they hope to flip at the trade desk. Mm -hmm. I don't
0: get it. Go ahead and wrap it up. Okay, three more more names quickly before we get out of here. Let's do this. Three more names. J.D. Martinez. Oh! I love
1: JD. And if you don't think that Boston's gonna be able to retain these guys, J.D. okay. What if JD goes
0: back to Houston? I was just gonna mention that. What if he goes back to Houston, just haven't played D H. You have a bree you at first, Jordan's gonna play left. Hopefully Michael Are we is on back to something healthy. with that? If, Are we if, there? If, I think the key is going to be if they get Michael Brantley back on a cheap contract and he's able to play right field for you. I, I think you bring if in the, JD.
1: If the owner is the sitting general manager and he doesn't give a shit what kind of money he pays, if he's gonna if he's gonna sit in there and be, uh, what's his name from the Mets for two months during the free agent frenzy? The owner I mean, for the, what? You talking about the owner for the Mets? Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Cohen. Yeah, if he's gonna be Daddy Cohen, Bad, yeah. Daddy Big Bucks, like yeah. go out and get JD. We know it ended rough the first time because yeah. JD didn't fit their hitting philosophy the first time. Yeah, but he's adjusted. Like, yeah, he's got the Miguel Cabrera approach, right center all day long. Two more uh, names.
0: Yeah, two more.
1: Andrew Benintendi, Yankees. I I, th- I said that earlier, and I, then. I, I think he, the Yankees do well in free agency. I really do. I hate to say that, but
0: I, I think they're all overreacting. I feel like you're going to say Yankees to this last guy. Well, he was a National League player, but Trey Turner.
1: No, I I, I said Correa to Yankees. Oh yeah, Correa. Trey Turner. I heard this team linked to him. I, I heard this team linked to, um, to Bogarts, but Phillies. I, Yeah, I I think Phillies make the most sense. He's kind of expensive, but does Dombrowski care? I don't think so.
0: I I think think they they need a leadoff guy that can hit for average. I mean, they have Schwarber leading off.
1: He's got to buy back into the contact. He sold out for power. Yeah, he's got to he's got to buy back into just get on base for the boppers behind you for Kyle Schwarber.
0: Yeah, because yeah, have Schwarber. eventually when they do get Bryce Hyper back, whether that's after All-Star break, because I know we had the Tommy John surgery as well. He'll but. be back
1: earlier than All-Star break if it's Tommy John. They don't know if it's Tommy John
0: actually. Yeah. right. All right, That was my last couple ones. Alright, so that's going to do it for this <laughs> episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast. We'll be uh, back throughout the offseason. Hopefully we're going to get on a, a twice-a-week schedule here uh, in some form or fashion, just talking about baseball, just kind of Kicking the rubber and see what kind of more transpires so as we get into the winter meetings uh, for the MLB. And before we know it, we'll start doing division previews and, and, you know, MLB draft stuff and world baseball classic. There you of go. Of course, um, I just saw another We're uh, an nasty American. Nate. Nasty, nasty Nate's going to be pitching for the U S. Okay. Yeah. I just saw that. I uh, think this week. So they, they
1: keep getting better. The roast has got a good squad. Yeah, we do. We, we um, have to get Dave, uh, can sick to hook us up with D-Row,
0: please. Uh, I'll have to shoot him a text and see what.
1: d is my doing. guy, but I hit on a USA soccer parlay. There you go. I'm a, I'm yeah, a better I soccer
0: gambler it. than Malcolm. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to tell Malcolm to get you on the world uh, World Cup gambling podcast. That
1: would be a hilarious segment.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh Make sure to follow our Twitter account. Did you see MLB. my tweet when I hit that. Which one? Uh, I, I said I cp7
1: it. It, it stood for christian oh yeah Palusik. i saw you put seven CP. I, was like, I was like he's not wearing seven I Shit.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure to follow our twitter account at mlbsgpn uh make sure to follow noah on twitter at 77 n b am i correct yeah. Yeah, um, and follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. All right, we'll yep. be back for
1: the, for the heck of it. We're giving yep. out college basketball and NBA winners on Twitter right now. Yeah, so make yeah, sure to I follow,
0: wins. make sure to follow the NBA Gambling Podcast account and the uh, the podcast feed. And again, make sure check out the college experience. It's championship week uh, for college football, and then also college basketball is in full swing. So guys are absolutely crushing it over there. So make sure to check them out. Uh, Putting out so much content is the college experience. All right. We'll be back uh, in some form or fashion next week to talk some more baseball. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.